0: Hello and welcome to The Context, I'm Nivedita Varadarajan. After sinking to historic lows in 2020, crude oil prices are climbing up once again on the back of economic recovery and rising demand. Brent crude oil prices have jumped from around $70 mark in the end of last year to $87 earlier this week. In fact, Brent crude futures edged up and touched $88.33 a barrel around the time of recording today. The US WTA crude futures is at $85.48 a barrel. The prices are set to go up even further as tensions are on the rise between the US and Russia. This steady rise in prices puts an undue amount of pressure on the Indian government's budget. On one hand, the government taxes petroleum products to get a major portion of its revenue and it really doesn't want to lose that during a pandemic year. On the other hand, rising prices means more expenditure to the government. So, the big question is, how will the government balance both? I have with me Chief of Bureau Hyderabad, Ducha Mishra, who has been tracking the sector for a long time to understand the kind of impact the rising prices will have on the economy and how the government can tackle it. The oil oil prices and LPG prices have been rising continuously. How will this impact the uh, but uh, how will this impact the government's finances?
1: See the impact of global oil prices on government revenue and expenditure has been there forever because we are one of the you know uh, biggest consumers of crude oil one of them and we continue to be so although the government is making a lot of efforts to move on and you know expand our energy basket having said so it's still you know a long way to go and we continue to be largely import dependent now if we go and if we look at the oil market today the uh, Prices are in the uh, range of, you know, uh, $1.80 a ball- barrel, international price. I mean, it's nearing 90. Uh, the Brent was nearing 90. Some 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 people expect that it's going to breach that number also. Now, what, what is interesting here is that uh, uh, the Indian crude basket is a mix of, the, by Indian crude basket, I mean the price at which the Indian refiners are sourcing their crude. And uh, th- uh, that is a mix of, uh, it, it, it's kind of a mix of Dubai-Oman and it, it's worked out, averaged out that way. So uh, if you go by the latest trend, if I'm taking last three months, then uh, October, November, we had already breached $80 a barrel. December, we did come down. It was around $1.70. But again in January till now, it seems to be averaging around 80 so what happens is when you're doing the budget-making exercise, although uh, in recent past we have noticed that the governments don't want to uh, say that, you know, the oil uh, uh, bill is having an effect or impact on their fiscal math. but uh, the fact of the matter is it does affect the fiscal map. And uh, the problem which we have been facing is, of course, now the government uh, or the Ministry of Finance doesn't uh, uh, share uh, the average crude price, which they take as a benchmark to work out their expenses. Uh, but what we are given to understand informally is that uh, for the last budget, they had taken an average of uh, 65, 67 in that range, a dollar 65 to 67 a barrel. Having uh, now, if you look at the numbers and the way the prices have gone, we have long breached that number. So now, when uh, the government starts working on the current budget, I presume they'll be taking a better cushion. Uh, I mean, taking an average, other side of seventy at least, so that uh, you know any any further fluctuation doesn't have impact on our finances. Of course, our revenue side, we have been doing uh, supposedly well. The claims are that the tax numbers have been good. But then the expenditure is also there. So, uh, to work out our, uh, you know, scheme, social welfare schemes and schemes like that, the entire revenue which is coming in goes there. So, therefore, crude oil price, crude oil import bill will have a, uh, inf- impact on how the fiscal maths is worked out, and uh, the government, I'm sure, is looking at various uh, uh, aspects. And uh, the other interesting uh, factor, as the finance minister goes in for her budget, will be that uh, this is going to be an uh, you know election. Uh, uh, certain states are going for polls, so this is a time when the retail prices are not touched mostly because it affects your vote ban so it would be interesting to see how how the balancing act uh, you know will be made and how they ensure that uh, it doesn't really uh, end up being a mint with a hole you know and uh, it sort of uh, takes care of the challenges uh, one more point I would like to make here is that now the argument is that government says uh, or if you speak to the officials they say that the government is not spending it's the oil companies uh, which are buying but let us not forget that most of these oil companies are public sector undertaking and uh, so we all know who is paying for it whether it's the crude import bill or the retail end bill it's you and I who is ending up paying it. So, yes, uh, uh, it's going to be very interesting how the numbers are worked out. But uh, the current uh, setup in the finance ministry who's handling the expenditure. Uh, The secretary expenditure was also the finance is supposed to be a number cruncher. So uh, as much as everyone else is waiting, the oil world is also wanting to see how he works out the numbers.
0: I wanted to talk to a little bit, a uh, little bit about the subsidy impact also. Uh, th- that is also a huge expenditure for the government, right? So, will we be seeing some action there? Will Will the government cut the subsidies?
1: A subsidy, as far as if you're talking about LPG subsidy, you know, hmm. it's more or less, you know, uh, sort of done away with. We're not having that much anymore. Ujwala was there and slowly, steadily, you know, uh, that's one success story of this government, the direct benefit transfer. And slowly, steadily, it is now narrowed down to only a, way, a section which actually deserves it. So, there it has been very well managed. So, I don't think, uh, you know, that it's, it's much of a challenge there.
0: You said that you said that this is an election budget uh, this is kind of like an election year so this is an election budget for the mm-hmm. government when it comes to the fuel prices will we see the government move to cut import duties and excess duties on diesel and petrol well, and other yeah. lpg <laughs> I, mean,
1: I would as a consumer i would love them to do <laughs> it but uh, very unlikely is uh, how we see it who, who are tracking the sector and if i am speaking to the Analysts and specialists also in the sector is the sense I get because it is just recently on November 3rd, uh, 2021 that uh, the central government uh, had reduced excise on petrol and diesel and uh, certain states have gone and reduced uh, VAT. So, uh, very unlikely. You know what? We must remember one thing that uh, and that's the reason why they're not moving it to GST also. There has been debates and discussions to move it to GST is because oil is an easy money, easy revenue, which they get. And, uh, you know, we all work out our purse strings in and around the prices which go. I mean, we complain 100 rupee a liter petrol and this and that. But have we stopped moving out? No, we haven't. We are still paying, we are, we are paying that bill and we are going ahead and doing our daily work similarly for uh, you know a gas you no know, png piped gas or lpg whichever you are taking you are paying you're working out your budget like that so you know the, the other argument which government always throws is when we put this out is they say that but has the demand come down but the demand has not come come down because you and i have been working out our home budget accordingly. I mean, we have sort of accepted this price, which is not right, but we, we have accepted. But, uh, and the interesting point is that uh, as soon as in India, although on paper it is a deregulated market, market-driven retail price and everything, but uh, whenever there is election round the corner, you see the prices remain flat. So... The trend which we, has, which we have been seeing over the years, now also for last, uh, um, if I'm not wrong, uh, almost uh, more, more, more than uh, 80 days, I suppose, I, I, if numbers I recollect is right, the prices or retail end prices of petrol diesel have remained flat. So, obviously, there is an artificial control and the government ensures that the prices then doesn't move.
0: Uh, Mr. Gadkari, Union Minister, talks about a lot about flex fuel and using uh, ethanol. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and will the government push it more in this year?
1: Uh, so ethanol is a uh, part of uh, uh, policy, and they, yes, they are. And it, it see ethanol, we must understand, is just a, a component being added to the petrol. So it's it's green fuel, but it, that it doesn't result in cost coming down. So, we, if we are looking for alternatives and we are looking for cheaper, I mean, uh, people do argue about, uh, you know, uh, talking about, good uh, uh, you raise this question, but if we are talking about uh, ethanol blended petrol or use of ethanol for our fuel, we are talking about uh, solar for our fuel, we are talking about so many aspects, but what the Indian consumer at the end of the day wants is, uh, we are very, very price sensitive. So actually, whichever is the cheapest, but right now, have we got something which is cheap and stable and sustainable? I mean, I, I'm little, you know, I would like to wait and watch and see how it works out. Because ethanol has not really brought down the prices. We are paying the same price.
0: Is ethanol in supply? I, I'm not sure that flex fuel is such in big supply throughout India. Is no, it?
1: it is growing. The demand is growing, and the supply is happening, and the blending is. We have set our own targets, so we mm. are going ahead uh, and trying to reach that target.
0: So, but it's nowhere near where it should be. Like to no, completely no, no, we're, replace petrol uh, or something. Still a long
1: way to go. In everything, we okay. are still a long way to go because uh, there, there are too many components involved oh. and too many issues involved.
0: i wanted to ask you about how the high prices of petrol and diesel and lpg can impact our economic revival it's like the economy is on an upswing now after having a devastating effect because of the pandemic so what kind of impact will this high petrol price uh, fuel prices have and what can the government do to countermand that?
1: See, uh, one thing, uh, not only in India, but globally also, if you you look at it, everyone has sort of accepted that uh, uh, last couple of years and since the pandemic happened, the fiscal discipline actually has been compromised. It's not only for us, but for everyone. So uh, we, we, we are again starting from scratch. Yes, we are doing good. We are reviving. The growth is happening. But uh, for the oil sector, for this space, the challenges have, is just not recent. These problems uh, we have been now discussing and, uh, you know, arguing about for years. And uh, this subject or this issue becomes very political. So any decision has an immediate effect on the World Bank. And every government of the day would like to. Uh, you know protect it energy is not only economy uh, economy but it's also political all the decisions whether it's your oil bill or your power bill or any bill it has a direct effect on your vote ban so every government any whether local or at the center uh, treads very cautiously there and no one wants to cut taxes uh, local taxes particularly Because uh, it's easy money as you are not making an effort. It is there and the consumers are paying and buying it. Uh, But an interesting point uh, which we should also note here is something called cess. So what they do is besides the duty thing, there's always a cess which we all of us are paying. So uh, cess is a very interesting aspect that has come and it's it's there to stay. So the another argument is to reduce this cess. But uh, will the government of the day reduce cess? No, it won't. So we'll have to wait and watch and see. I mean, uh, how the dynamics, the entire uh, you know ca- structure, works out, and what to watch out is not the excise duty or others, but the success aspects. It is the additional uh, component which comes in all our uh, fuel prices and everything, which needs to be seen whether the centre will let it go, because CES is entire center's money, it is not not shared with the states. So, yes, the centre may reduce the central excise duty, but it does uh, take care of it or earn it through CES.
0: Last year, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't cut the CES, right? They, in fact, increased it last year. Yes. So, if they do it again, will it not count, will it not counteract the good effects of the revival. So how will they balance it?
1: I, you know, it won't. So as I as I said that uh, cess and all, it, it's uh, such a small number which is added when when we calculate it at the overall level that we realize that how much it is hitting. Uh, but uh, the, the numbers shown and the calculation is so well crafted. That uh, it, it takes us a while even to realize that oh my god another session you know you will get beautiful fancy names like a green cess or this cess or that cess and you're just paying that amount so it's added onto your overall uh, bill which you are paying but uh, it uh, affects the fiscal maths no because my uh, government is getting money. The center is collecting that money. As I said, CES goes directly to the center. It is not the states which are making. So states have their own components which they keep putting in. So yes, uh, it's a a very, uh, although there is a demand to reduce CES, but I don't think so because recently uh, uh, they have reduced the central excise duty and certain states have brought down VAT. So I don't know whether they'll uh, let go of it. But uh, if uh, they let go of it, it's something like a booster shot, which we are now talking about in the COVID times. It'll be booster short for us, and we'll be happy beings. but very uh, I, I'm not that uh, sure that they'll do it.
0: Finally, I just wanted to ask you about disinvestments. Will the government poke its heels and disinvest BPC LO DC and other big companies like that, or at least a small stake in it?
1: See for, or so let me say, they put it this way ONGC is anyway going through its own restructuring, um, uh, it's it's being created into uh, uh, a mega uh, uh, energy company. So, for that, you have to go for the budget for a few years uh, down Mr. Jetley's budget, where he had said you'll have two or three. Uh, big oil companies, you know, mega companies and that's how merger of HPCL had happened with ONGC and then things were carved out. So yes, uh, that is how and that is where ONGC stands. Uh, BPCL, uh, now BPCL has been doing exceedingly well as a company also, uh, its uh, its DNA is just perfect. So of course there has been debates and discussions on divestment of uh, bpcl government is committed government is going ahead will government get that mu- much money they they could they're carving out the subsidiaries they're restructuring although they're not disclosing right now the numbers which we are seeing uh, is just a rough calculation which is happening how how the true valuation has been done that is not uh, if uh, if i go by what uh, the Finance Ministry's Department of Disinvestment is telling us, then the true valuation has not been disclosed as yet. So we have to see, but I presume uh, if if what I uh, get it from the field and what I understand, uh, they are looking for an international player to pitch in and uh, then work out the numbers.
0: Thank you so much for providing such good clarity on the issue and about the oil sector in general. Thank you so much for joining us us today in Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am.